0: Good afternoon and welcome back to the Under the Scope podcast, where we discuss music. I'm your host Will Brost, and social distancing himself from me, on the other side of the country is my co-host Patrick Anderson. How are you doing?
1: Doing good. Had to make had to make it this much of a difference to uh, just to be safe.
0: That's right. That's right. I mean, we couldn't be in the same 2000 state. Two
1: thousand miles. That's yeah. Let two- alone six feet. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, you know, the CDC, they recommend three to six feet. We're, we're playing it safe. Um, but you know, seriously go wash your hands, everyone don't touch your face, stay away from others, stay at home, all of that stay safe. Mm -hmm. The sooner everyone does that, the sooner we can go back to living a relatively normal life. So take it seriously. Um, but if there ever was a sign of the apocalypse, it's it's that Jay Electronica released his debut album. Finally. It's true. After all these years, it's finally here. I never thought we would do this podcast. When we started in late twenty fifteen, I was still holding out hope that we might receive a Jay Electronica record. So I was like Yeah. I can't wait for the day we talk about J. Electronica and now it's here. After a two to three year period of me thinking it was just never coming
1: out even in 2015 it was like oh well it's been about what (laughs) five years since we were supposed to get it right and then yeah and here we are another five years later
0: yep (laughs) so let's let's get into it uh you know jay electronica isn't the most popular artist so a, a an introduction i think is necessary for this episode
1: yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: Jay Electronica is a rapper and producer from New Orleans. In two thousand seven, he released his fifteen-minute debut mixtape, Act One: Eternal Sunshine, The Pledge on MySpace. That's how mm-hmm. long ago this was. Mm-hmm. MySpace. <laughs> so
1: That's we- a perfect. That's a perfect uh, amalgamation of of who Jay Electronica.
0: I should have just left out 2007, and I should have just said MySpace, and you would have been like, oh. Everybody
1: knows immediately, like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, oh, 2007.
0: (laughs) So because of this mixtape and because of a few loose tracks released over the next couple of years, such as Exhibit C, Dear Moleskine, Exhibit A, and plenty of others, Jay Electronica generated a lot of hype in anticipation of his debut album. But that's the thing, Patrick. (laughs) Despite all of the acclaim and hype that surrounded J. Electronica in the late aughts, the thing he is most famous for now is his lack of content, his lack Mm -hmm. of output. In the 13 year period between act one and just a couple of weeks ago, Jay Electronica did not release any mixtapes or albums. Uh, He became somewhat of a, a myth or a legend he would do guest appearances randomly from time to time most notably maybe on big sean's control and chance the rappers how great mm-hmm. but no no genuine solo output from j electronica he you know people had high hopes for his debut record and then they gave up on that hope because they thought the day would never come he he, he became a joke. The idea of Jay Electronica releasing an album became a punchline, similar to mm-hmm. Dr. Dre's Detox, you know, something like that. But here we are. On March 13th, 2020, Jay Electronica's debut album, titled A Written Testimony, has finally arrived, an album that was recorded over a 40-day period, which is... Incredible. Thir- I mean, 40-day <laughs> period. This couldn't have been recorded over 13-year period. Um, right, yeah. <laughs> so did it live up to the hype? Well, it currently has a Metacritic of 82 out of 100, which is pretty good. Pitchfork gave it an 8.4 out of 10 with a Best New Music designation, which is pretty good. Fans, on the other hand, haven't been as positive. Uh, Anthony Fantano gave the record a 5 out of 10. And the people over at Dead End Hip Hop weren't too pleased either. Uh, Ken specifically suggested that he just stop rapping, <laughs> <laughs> so, which, is great, right? <laughs> which is great. He, he finally releases that's, an album, and Ken's like, yeah. "Stop rapping."
1: <laughs> that's a, some that's some intense criticism. Yeah.
0: Right. So um, he's been JLek has been taking a lot of heat from uh, you know hip hop, uh what do you call them? Like influencers, I guess like Joe Budden and Peter Rosenberg and all these other guys on Twitter. He's been Mm -hmm. catching a lot of heat for this Patrick. What do you think about this album?
1: Um, it, it's weird because I don't think it's as bad as people are, as like fans are some kind of like talking about. And I don't think it's as good as some of the critics are talking about kind of lays in the middle. Um, of, of all these, like, extreme opinions. Um, I wouldn't say that it's, like, you know, uh, let's take Pitchfork as the example, because they gave it a pretty high score. I wouldn't say that I would, I feel as high on it as that, but I wouldn't be, like, as mad about it as to say that Jay elect <laughs> stop rapping, because he's still really good on a good amount of this. Um, but another person that's really good on almost (laughs) more of this is jay-z which is unexpected and not bad like it's awesome to see jay-z like kicking ass all over this album but it's just weird because it's like even though this is jay electronics jay electronica's debut album we still couldn't really get (laughs) a solo debut album from him he still had to pull back a little bit and be like nah i'm gonna put at least 50 50 on this
0: so i'm glad you brought that up because it's so i actually like when i'm surprised by features on records uh, where the features mm-hmm. aren't necessarily credited in the track title. Because during my first listen, yeah. I hear a voice. And I'm thinking, oh, sweet, this person's on the album. How exciting is that? <laughs> so before Jay Electronica says a single word on this album, we're given a quote-unquote, I guess, surprise Jay-Z feature on the second track. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, right, okay. Love Jay-Z. Jay-Z is sounding great. Didn't expect to hear... Z, I mean, maybe a little bit because J Electronica is signed to Jay-Z's label, but still, it was still a surprise. I'm like, all right, okay, this is good. And then the next track, you know, more, right. more Jay-Z. And just to, you, you know, uh, just to spoil it, for those who haven't heard, Jay-Z is on every single song on this record, except for one, uh, I guess two, if you count the introduction. But Jay-Z, this one, is a J yeah. Electronica, Jay-Z album as far as i'm concerned
1: yeah and the one song that he's not on is a minute and a half long like (laughs) it's like one verse from like he may as well have been on it because it's it's the same amount of uh content on that like it's one verse basically from jay electronica which is the same amount of effort that he gives on every other (laughs) track on.
0: I was going to say, I think a lot of these songs would be a minute and a half to two minutes if Jay-Z wasn't on them. Yeah. Um, which I think I mean, might be part of the reason why Jay-Z is on a lot of these tracks is to complete, quote-unquote, I guess, the record. Because without mm-hmm. Jay-Z, this is a pretty barren listen. Mm-hmm. It, it it wouldn't be... I mean, it would be half the length and it's only 40 minutes already. So... Um, yeah. So I, I think I'm you know, I, I'm gonna bring it back to how the, the kind of fan, music fan that I was in 2009-2010 whenever J-Electronica was really a kind of a big deal um, that was a period of time before I was into music generally, but I was really getting into hip-hop at the time I was a big fan of uh, Nas especially I really liked a lot of underground acts Like MF Doom And I especially loved Cannibal Ox at the time 2007 to 2009 In retrospect A lot of people don't consider that A particularly good time for hip hop If you look at the If you type in Google Like best hip hop albums of 2007 or 2008 You'll get a couple of pretty good records But it doesn't take long Before you start getting to like pretty mediocre efforts. It wasn't particularly to peak creativity in hip hop. So Jay Electronica at the time was a a breath of fresh air. He was so refreshing. He was lyrical and and deep. He had this great voice and still does for that matter. Mm -hmm. And there was a ton of hype behind Jay Electronica at the time. Um, I mean, there's a reason why people are waiting 13 years for his debut record. And I I was a fan of Jay Electronica at the time too. I loved Exhibit C, especially all of the loose (laughs) singles I thought were good. The Eternal Sunshine stuff was especially awesome, awesome. super creative at the time, especially. Uh, Not a lot of rappers were rapping over that kind of production, uh, which was, it, it was pretty experimental at the time and critics thought so as well. So. I hate to, you know, I wanted to like this album and I, I kind of do, but it I'm pretty disappointed overall. I'm, I'm mm. not going to lie. Um, a lot of this record feels like half baked, I guess. Um, the songwriting isn't always there. The production is good at times and other times feels like it should have gone through some revisions, especially on the mixing side. Jay Z sounds great. I think mm-hmm. most of the time Jay electronica, his lyricism is fine, but I've heard much better from him. I think we're far from his peak. I, I don't know that some songs are good, but I think a lot of songs are just outright forgettable as well. So,
1: yeah, I've been dealing with that too. Where um, like, I think my first listen through on this, I was a lot more impressed than I am now. Um, and mostly because of the production, because I think the production pretty much overall is fantastic. Um, but I mean like there's some kind of forgettable moments like here and there, like, um, flux capacitor is like an example of like a, a, a production moment where I was like impressed at first and now I'm kind of like, ah, it's not as good as I thought it was going as, as I thought it was. Um, I don't know. I mean that's like the biggest thing that that can take away from here though is that JC kicked ass on this. <laughs> There's a lot of really cool production moments. A lot of uh one one in particular being a a, a nice Roger Fripp and Brian Eno sample that I that I was super excited to hear mm. on Ezekiel's Wheel.
0: Mm.
1: Um So there's a lot of cool production moments. Awesome. uh, One awesome track from Alchemist. And, you know, like, Shiny Suit Theory is a really cool idea for a beat. I like that. Um, But, yeah, it's like, other than that, it's there's a lot of, with Jay Alec, a lot of verses that are interesting enough. But he's rapping about the same subject matter every single time, which is basically either... Um, you know, his his appreciation and deep knowledge of Islam mm-hmm. or how he finally decided to drop his album, <laughs> like how Jay-Z convinced him to drop his album. And, like, if you're going to do one of those things, I'd much rather hear about, you know, your, your experience with Islam and your spirituality. Like, it, it, when it got to, like, the third or fourth track of him being like, jay-z finally convinced me to release my album i'm like dude we get it like we're listening to it <laughs> <laughs> like he can't even believe that he's dropping his album no that's um, yeah yeah so he but i, I feel like he's it, he has a lot of really interesting like word and in, interpolations um but it, i'm speaking like J. electronica specifically but he like it, it it just goes in between like these two things it's like he can't break out of like you know talking about one of those two things um but and mm-hmm. and not in a way that's very like inventive throughout um so it's like really nice packaging but i think that it doesn't really hold up when it comes to like the content inside
0: yeah i think that's a you know it is a good point that it, it as flawed as i think the production can be at times there are a lot of interesting moments like you mentioned um i'm trying to think of a couple of examples here the blinding where you have multiple producers on that song including hit boy a-rad music swizz beats that song has a very energetic beat that i love at the beginning and then it switches into a more mellow beat that i also love the beat on ezekiel's wheel i guess that's the one with the eno Frip sample. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a beautiful instrumental. There are several instrumentals that I like here and there, but you know, there are some instrumentals that
1: Soldier, soldier I really like.
0: Yep. I like the instrumental, uh, the alchemist instrumental on the never ending story as well. That's mm-hmm. that's the instrumental that was most reminiscent of two thousand seven J Electronica to me. Um, it's not my favorite song here, but it's the one that brought me back into, you know, old school J Electronica. Uh, yeah,
1: interesting. I, I, I felt like uh, when with Ezekiel's Wheel, I felt like that was uh, a reminder or like a, a callback to it, kind of, especially with the Eternal Sunshine.
0: Yes. Kind right.
1: of that formless, very movie score-esque. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's, that's another good example of that. I guess th- the real answer is that the the song that's most reminiscent of old school J Electronica is definitely Shiny Suit Theory, because that song actually is old yeah. school. <laughs> <laughs> that song was actually released in 2010. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, what's disappointing there, too, is that that's probably my favorite song on this entire thing. And... I mean, that's just a bummer because I've been loving the song for 10 years now. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of hoping I would like some of these deeper cuts as much. uh, But that's not always the case here.
1: Yeah. Well, that's interesting, too, because I hadn't actually heard shiny suit theory before this. Oh, really? Okay. No, it is not changed
0: up at all. I was like, maybe they did a remixed version. Nope. Same thing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and it makes sense now that I'm hearing it. Um, because it it is a track that feels a little bit like, you know, like it doesn't. Oh, that's another thing that like appears on this that you know as an overarching thing. It's like, uh, like, uh, cohesiveness is just very weird mm-hmm. uh, on this album. But Shiny Suit Theory is a good example of that, and, and it makes sense because it's a <laughs> literally a ten year old song. <laughs> it doesn't feel like it really fits inside of. Uh, the rest of this track listing it makes sense because jay-z's on it but it's like uh you know production wise and just i don't know just the the feeling of it the flow the all of it just feels a little bit like oh like this is supposed to be the standout track and now it makes sense because it's and that was the track released in 2010 and i didn't really realize it before and i still really like the track i think it's awesome mm-hmm. um but cohesively it's it's kind of weird it just doesn't you know and then it goes into universal soldier which is a completely different feeling and i really like the feeling on universal soldier but it's hard it's a weird transition um into that because this is a, a universal soldier is like a very very spiritually like uplifting kind of ethereal feeling to it and like shiny suit theory is pretty much like bare bones like east coast rap you know what i mean
0: yeah that's a like, that's a good point because shiny suit theory uh, thematically is about advice he was getting from diddy who was trying to sign mm-hmm. j electronica <laughs> at the time like this is how old this song is <laughs> right yeah and so you know it's it's a bit about you know diddy convincing him to go mainstream and uh yeah a lot of that the rest of the uh or most of the rest of the content on the album, as you alluded to, is about uh, religion and spirituality, but specifically, like, the Nation of Islam and 5% Nation, uh, that sect, I suppose, uh, the movement that started in in Harlem, a movement that has been prevalent throughout the history of hip-hop, with, like, Rakim, Nas, Wu-Tang Clan. This isn't anything new, but I think Jay Electronica has been the most prominent about his beliefs and I'm not here to get into I I don't know much about the movement or anything I'm not trying to say that but a lot of the content on this album is related to that so that might be a bit jarring at first for people
1: yeah well and but it's and it also has a lot of like really you know there's a lot of very long historical elements to it and I wish that like there is a lot of elements to it but I feel like he barely kind of touches the surface on it. So mm-hmm. like I'm I'm interested in it and I want to hear more, but I feel like I'm not getting as much out, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of a thing of like and you know, that's uh, maybe that's on me for not knowing enough already. Um but it's kind of like you feel like you need to already know um a lot about that whole movement before you, you know, listen to this or else you know you're not going to get very much out right i feel like it's uh you know and, and uh, i don't know maybe that's the, that's the point or whatever but i think from a personal standpoint i was just kind of left with like a lot of questions not being answered um but uh you know and all uh, and not necessarily about the movement, not expecting like a whole podcast about J. Electronica explaining the history of the movement or anything, but basically like a thing of like, um, just not feeling satisfied with his verse structure and wishing that he would have just talked more about this because he clearly has a passion for it when he's talking about it. And I, and I like that more than I like him just talking about, um, how he's finally decided to release his album (laughs) which yeah just get that like like every other verse is like i finally did it I'm, i'm doing it right now
0: it's it's kind of reminiscent about how you know jesus is king a lot of the content was i'm making a christian rap album
1: or yeah, it's yeah. Like
0: are, sure. Okay, we get it. Just now do that. You know, we
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's like on the other side for he doesn't have to try as much when he's talking about his spirituality, but he has to try really hard when he's talking about his uh <laughs> his, his actual like creating the album.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So, you know, it's just oh god this (laughs) it's frustrating because there was okay there was a time where i was super high like you know if you were to ask me every year at the beginning of the year what album are you most excited to listen to this year and for like a period between 2012 and 2014 2015 i would have answered well if j electronica releases an album it's going to be that and Mm -hmm. i kind of gave up after Twenty sixteen, I think it's because Dr. Dre released an album, and that's the moment where I was like, yeah. "Oh well, I mean, we at least got Dr. Dre." I mean, we're... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
1: true. So
0: yeah,
1: uh,
0: and that so, album was awesome. That yeah, that was our very first podcast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that's when we started doing this. But after that point, I was like, I gave up. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm listening to a lot more music now. A lot more underground rappers that have. Been inspired by J Electronica. You know, maybe I won't get J Electronica, but I might get someone who grew up listening to J Electronica. And so I kind of stopped caring. And then this album was announced and I didn't believe it. And then it came out and you texted me at like one in the morning saying it's here. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, is it? And then I looked at Spotify and I'm like, oh great, not on Spotify yet. It's one of these title Apple Music only yeah. thing so I'm like alright I guess I'll wait another 13 years until it gets on Spotify <laughs> then I listened to it and as I was about to press play all of that hype came back I was like oh my god I'm finally finally listening to this and yeah. it's just it's not bad it's just it's dull and um, yeah it just it, a bunch of meh in my opinion so
1: yeah that's that's kind of how I feel too I, <laughs> there's not really any point on here that I think is bad it's you know, it, and I honestly don't even mind too much the the heavy feature. Well, it's not even feature. It's a co collaboration mm-hmm. with Jay Z because Jay Z is amazing on this album.
0: Right, that so part like, doesn't bother me at all.
1: Yeah, I don't mind it too much. I mean, like, I it would have been nice to have just like it would have been nice to have it be more J Electronica because like calling it. A, just a J Electronica album doesn't feel right. Um, mm-hmm. But content wise, I can't complain because Jay-Z fucking killed it.
0: Right. And, and that was, I'm glad we have some time to take in the album and be a little more objective because there's a lot of just like, well, this album's bad because mm-hmm. it's a Jay-Z album. And it's like, well, yeah, that's I not,
1: I don't want to yeah. say that because you know that's just formatting. Like, right. if you're, it, you know, if, if 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 it was labeled as a joint Jay-Z and Jay Z and J Electronica album, people would be, the same people would be like, oh, well, it's it's a lot better because now we're not, you know, now we know what's going on.
0: Right. Which to me I, is I, a flawed yeah. argument when yeah. considering how good the album actually is. I don't know. That's
1: yeah, yeah. I I agree. Yeah. So it's like I I would have liked to see. If it's going to be just a J-Electronica album from a semantic standpoint, I think I would have liked to see more of just J-Electronica on here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But judging from, you know, as a whole, Jay-Z's fantastic. His, his stuff is really, like, I can't complain about very much at all. Right. Um, I kind of... Dislike the get the gat, get the gat, get the gat hook.
0: Yeah, it, it, that song in general is the one song that doesn't work for me. Yeah. But I, I at least it's trying to be experimental. I can at least appreciate it from that. But uh, yeah, don't care for that hook. Don't care for the beat. Um, but anyway, I cut you off. The point was I don't care for the Jay-Z hook on that song either.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, nice, yeah. yeah. Well, the, uh, the point of what I was saying is uh, <laughs> that like from jay-z standpoint things are great but then j electronica it's just like very average like I could find I feel like I could find this level of hip-hop in a lot of places right now um and which is fine it's not bad it's just kind of like um you know I if this if this had if this didn't have the hype it had behind it I think that everybody would be like yeah it's pretty cool but that would be about it
0: and that's you you touched on a good point that you can find a lot of what's going on on this record in a bunch of different places Mm -hmm. and that's part of the issue with waiting so long Mm -hmm. to release a debut album is because you still have output out there that other rappers have been inspired by and there's this movement that I'm a huge fan of right now excuse me it's this sort of lo-fi abstract hip-hop scene on the east coast headed by i guess most notably earl sweatshirt but other artists mm-hmm. include mike medhane mac homie i'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of uh the new navy blue record falls into this category it's this yeah yeah lo-fi abstract hip-hop that is frankly uh, more abstract than what we're hearing on this j electronica record but i think is similarly inspired by that. And so I don't think it's a stretch to say an artist like Milo is inspired by J-Electronica either. So the point being, by the time we actually get a J-Electronica debut record, we've heard a bunch of variations on this style already, and so it's harder for J-Electronica to stand out amongst the pack, even though it's a style that he kind of helped, you know, initiate way back in the day. So that's kind of part of the issue of just 11 years, 13 years, 13 years is a long time, especially in hip hop. He released shiny suit theory, November of 2010, like a week before Mm -hmm. we got my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. That's how long ago that was. Yeah. Right. 13 years is the amount of time between Illmatic and graduation music changes so fast i mean so by the time we get a j electronica in 2020 it almost sounds kind of dated and so as i was listening to this record i was wondering like if this came out in 2010 or or whatever would i would i like it more and i granted i realize this is recorded over a 40-day period but I, i don't think it's too modernized from what we've been hearing in the past i feel like much of these ideas have kind of been in the mixer for the past 13 years so i don't know no
1: i i agree with you i think the honestly the only effort to kind of make it um more modern and like kind of like and kind of go with the current trends of hip-hop was to with was on the blinding and adding in that travis scott feature and switching the beat up and stuff
0: and what a feature it That's, is by the way
1: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like <laughs> i mean jay-z is uncredited the entirety of this album <laughs> but travis scott gets his full credit for that 10 second little. <laughs> which also like and I like the blinding for the most part. I think it's a cool, uh, I think it's a really cool, like beat. And I like the change up and, but the, the feature from Travis Scott is so unnecessary and it does not fit in the context of the rest of the album at all. So that's another example of like, um, of, of like this, this weird cohesiveness that just doesn't really work that well. It, you know i'm like well I'm, i like the track but i'm kind of like why is this here like it doesn't sound like anything and then it's weird to hear jay electronica also coming in after that travis Scott, like just minding <laughs> that little like <laughs> it just it feels a little weird it feels a little bit too much like you know trying to keep up with the kids kind of thing.
0: Right, like there are moments on, and this speaks to the cohesion or lack thereof in instances, but there are some songs that I think are clearly J-Electronica songs as soon as I hear the instrumental, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Ghost of Soldier Slim, as soon as that beat kicks in, I'm like, right. this is a J-Electronica song. Never right. Ending Story, Ezekiel's Wheel, mm-hmm. Fruits of the Spirit, these are classic tried and true J-Electronica type songs, and then there's other moments where it's just like okay i guess the J electronica is trying something different and it doesn't totally click but
1: yeah um yeah no I, I i agree with you though i think that it's this is a an example of like waiting so long kind of like creative roadblocks getting in the way and you know i it's not anything it's not a bad album and i think that you know i think that if this would have, if he would have released it, people might be more excited about it. Like if he released it in 20, you know, even if he released it four years ago, right? If, mm-hmm. if he would have made people wait for, for you know, four years earlier than, than now, it would have been, I think, received better. But the past, like, if you just take four years out of hip hop, mm-hmm. Things have changed exponentially Like Travis yeah. Scott was barely I mean he was there But he wasn't that big of a household name In 2016 right. You know I mean that was that was right when Pick, Pick Up The Phone came out So it's like that was his Like big You know breakout single I would mm-hmm. say um, and, and, and like he's like probably the most prominent Example of like what the current wave Of hip hop is doing So it's, it's hard to cause this stuff, I think that what they were trying to do is show that like real hip hop, like core hip hop, like what, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 older dudes did like Jay Z is timeless. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's, it has its place and mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's great. Like there's some amazing stuff that can come out of it, but it does sound dated like, and when you try to interpolate like modern elements into it and you kind of fumble it this way, you kind of start seeing why, or you kind of start seeing how you're, uh, I don't don't know. You start seeing how the landscape has changed and moved on without you.
0: Right. That's a, no, that's a, that's a great point. It's, you know, it's, and at the time in 2007 2008 it was genuinely seen as like okay J Electronica is doing the real hip-hop thing or what have you but mm-hmm. he is doing a brand new fresh spin on it that's really exciting and it's not that exciting or refreshing now in 2020 when there's plenty of artists on Bandcamp alone doing this type of work and so right. comparatively it's you know that, that's kind of that's the biggest issue with waiting so long to release Yeah. Your, if you're going to wait that long to release something, it better be blonde where no one had done anything yeah. like blonde when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's a very good point.
0: So and I think that uh,
1: like another thing too, is like this being the debut album too. There's yeah. no, like there's no body of work to go back to besides eternal sunshine and uh, exhibit A and exhibit C
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is not very much content at all there's not that much content to go back to to be like to reference and be like oh okay well this is how J or J Electronica was you know making his name and changing things before like Dr. Dre mm-hmm. with with uh, as an example of uh, Compton being <laughs> well detox but right. became became Compton but that being what? How long was it? Like sixteen years or something like 16 that. Sixteen
0: years, nailed it. Yep.
1: Yeah. With that being such a massive wait, oh. and uh, you know, it was it's different because he released. I mean, first of all, it's the NWA, and then he released both the chronics, which are instant hip hop classics. Right. So you don't really have to like you can you're you're waiting around for it. But you don't really have to like think about what a Dr. Dre album is going to sound like in 2015 when Compton actually comes out. Mm-hmm. You know what you're going to get, and I think that that's a problem too. Is like we were like, "What is this going to sound like?" Right. And it sounds fairly average from today's standards. Mm-hmm. So there's and there's no body of work to go back to and be like, "Oh, okay, well it makes sense because of X, Y, and Z." So it's, I don't know. This is it's a very weird. It's very weird to judge it based off of the uh, the weight.
0: Yeah, and that's on one hand, I I think, you know, Jay Electronica could have put in more work and released this at a more timely, I guess time. But I also do kind of feel bad because there was no way this album was going to live up to the hype. There was just no no, yeah. no way it was going to happen. I mean, it could have been one of the best records of all time and people still would have been mm-hmm. like, uh, well, 13 years, I don't know. So it, it, it's like an impossible yeah. task for him to... Um, to... Uh, fuck it, you know, to. To <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. you know what I'm trying yeah, to
0: say. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> for him to live
1: up to, the, the hype is impossible, yeah.
0: Right, right. So um, I guess... W- what are some other, uh, I guess, we haven't really gone into... The songs all too much specifically maybe Uh, Mm what were some other like elements uh that stood out to you good or bad um throughout the track list here
1: um yeah so like ezekiel's wheel i'll talk about that for a second Mm because i really really like this song um well okay i i like i like half of this song I, i really really like um i love the use of the you know sample i thought that that was done really well and i really like the use of uh, the dream with that like yep. really weird psychedelic chorus and everything. Um,
0: People have been split on that by the way. And I'm in the camp with you. Yeah. I think, I think it sounds, I great. really
1: like it. I yeah. think it sounds awesome. It's very weird and it feels like kind of eerie in a way, but it's like uh meditative too, because of the backing track. I think that it's a very interesting, uh very interesting like idea. Mm-hmm. This song sounds fresh to me. Yes. Like it, it's it. This one does sound fresh. This is an example of of him sounding like what I would have wanted more of uh, in a twenty twenty release, because this sounds like something that people could be doing, but not still. A lot of people aren't doing something like this because it's so weird
0: and it's comfortable. I think for Jay Electronica, like it, it doesn't yeah, exactly. sound too far out from what he's been doing. It's just it, it's an example of him appropriately modernizing his usual style, I think.
1: Yeah. And you can hear it in his voice too, that he's like really like comfortable over it. I think that it drags like in the second verse Mm -hmm. a little bit, it goes on a little bit too long, but even then I, I like how comfortable he sounds on it. And I, I just wish I would, we would have seen a little more of this. Um, and another thing with this too, is I really wish that this would have closed out the album because as nice of a message um, that APIDTA is, you know, supposed to relate, it just is like, feels so forced as a closer Mm. that like, it did not connect very well at all. I think, I think that like Ezekiel's wheel makes much more sense, like closing out of this album because it's, something that is feels very much J Electronica. It's that down tempo feeling that, you know, it's that's really nice on an outro track. You know, whereas the the actual closer is just it feels like a little bit too much like, oh yeah, and by the way, we didn't talk about the reality of losing friends and family and mm-hmm. we're gonna do it at the end. I don't know. I just thought that it was a little like ham fisted into the, into the, uh, track listing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's that's fair.
0: That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too huge on that song either. Um, yeah, there was this like lyrical section of a few lines about, you know, tearing or, you know, tearing up and crying that I thought was pretty creatively put by J Electronica. I did like that, Mm -hmm. but yeah, for the most part, and the song is mostly, instrumental breaks and outro and jay-z hook anyway like there isn't a ton of Mm -hmm. like solid song structure there regardless um i agree with you on ezekiel's wheel though i I think that's if there is an epic quote-unquote song on here it's probably that one and it's a it would have been a good way to close down the record I, i do like this lyric on on ezekiel's wheel he says uh Something like, sometimes I was held down by the gravity of my pen. Sometimes it was the gravity of my sin. Something like that. I really liked that. There there was a part in the second verse of that where Jaylette kind of goes on this, like, it almost sounds like he's just kind of making up a freestyle off the top. Like, he's, you know, it's like, I got that wasabi. I'm trying to catch a body. You know, (laughs) stuff like that. And you can hear him kind of chuckle as he's saying some of that. So I think it really was maybe like off the top. But uh, that—that's one of the better songs, I think. Regardless.
1: Yeah, and I—I think that that part, like I, that's the only part of the the song that I think kind of starts to drag on a bit. But it even even then, it sounds pretty like nice and relaxed because you can tell that he's so comfortable on the track. Whereas you know, I don't really find that on a lot of places. I feel like he's trying really, really hard.
0: And I, I like when Jlx sounds comfortable because. Mm-hmm he has such a, he still has just such a good voice and I really like his delivery still.
1: Uh, so his presence is is awesome. It's,
0: it's so, it's like commanding, but he's not aggressive. It's, I love, Mm -hmm. I love how he sounds over a beat. Um, so when he does sound comfortable, it, it it just brings like a lot of confidence to the track, uh, which I, I I love. I think it brings out the best in him. um, Mm -hmm.
1: I think that that's, that that's also showcased pretty well on the never ending story.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. No, that's – I agree.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That was the uh, – excuse me. Sorry, I'm kind of uh, – my notes just disappeared. Oh, well, I'm going off the top. All huh? right. Just like – Wasabi, the, like trying Zubules to catch a body.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that needs to be your final thoughts. Just. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm me smelling going like off like a Marley on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm smelling like a Marley. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. And
0: now my computer's frozen, but that's all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> here we go.
0: <laughs> um, shoot. What was I going to say? Oh yeah. 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 I was going to, uh, you know, it, uh, again with this like J electronica comfort thing, I think that kind of hurts some of the more experimental moments on here is because it, he doesn't sound as confident, but on a song like "Ghost of Soldier Slim," which I think is one of the better songs on here, he does sound like confident. Mm-hmm. And and I do I actually do kind of like the move of. Okay, so the intro track is a two minute Louis Farrakhan speech, which whatever, and then mm-hmm. um, the first couple of minutes of "Ghost of Soldier Slim" is just Jay Z vocals and another vocal sample. It, yeah. I do like that, like, even as we waited 13 years for this release, Jay Electronica still made us wait just that extra four yeah. minutes. Yeah. I, that's true. Yeah. I, I think that was intentional and I think it's kind of funny if so. Um, so I, I do yeah, like
1: that, that. That's a good point. But, but that's yeah. the point.
0: I guess the point is that's a song where he sounds comfortable and he's, you know, mm-hmm. he's coming in and he's killing it immediately in his classic style. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to love this album. And that's not the case.
1: Yeah, yeah. That that's that is a that song really uh, set the tone. Well, it didn't set the tone for the album, but I think that it was supposed to. And then like, just right afterwards with the blinding, you're like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> right, it, which is yeah. a song
0: I like, but now I'm all of a sudden confused on what I'm about to get for the rest mm-hmm. of the record. I thought Ghost of Soldier Slim set the tone, but then I'm like, oh, maybe it's not setting the tone for anything. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm lost. So yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, I don't know it that that's the biggest issue. I think I have with this is just like conceptually and cohesively. I, I, I am very confused as to how I'm supposed to be feeling by the end of this, by the end of this record. Right,
0: right. I had a, a, just a minor question before we get to final thoughts. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, what do you think about the, uh, the children cheering like the, that vocal sample?
1: Yeah, because I know a lot of people are. I think people are torn on this. I like it. I honestly. love it.
0: <laughs> I love yeah. it. I think it sounds good think, every time.
1: <laughs> yeah, same here. I think that it sounds. I think that it sounds pretty awesome. Because um, they use it in the middle of these like really chaotic or just really like massive sounding beats. So, like, having that in there just adds this, like, element of, like, just excitement to the to the um, production. I think that they nailed the use of it throughout. And I think that them doing it as a recurring, like, mm-hmm. as a recurring theme in here was really cool. Because it is that, it, it, it does give that, like, element of just, like, excitement and, like, just, uh, I don't know. It, I, I thought that they did a good job with it.
0: Yeah, i like it too and it kind of adds yeah like you said it adds a little bit of flavor to it and it mm-hmm. it's a reminder that like this is kind of an event like this is uh you know yeah right which i kind of like it's like a, a kind of a subtle way of i guess reminding that like this is supposed to be a big deal which you know i don't think it lived up to it but it's nice to kind of yeah. have it anyway <laughs> yeah
1: that's true yeah
0: <laughs> so i loved it yeah I, I only asked because I watched the Fantano review, and he kind of trashed it for a solid like 30 seconds or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well,
1: I actually kind of liked it. I <laughs> remember he was saying it because he was like, all these YouTubers use that thing. Mm. So I, I kind of got it from his standpoint because he's a YouTuber, so he probably mm. hears that <laughs> sample <laughs> all like the all the time. So yeah, he probably heard it, and he was like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. He's just, we're doing this again.
1: Yeah. So but I I liked it. I thought it was cool.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, you want to go into, go into final thoughts? Is there anything else you wanted to share before we did so?
1: Um. Yeah, no, I nothing that I can't wrap up in the final thoughts. Okay.
0: So
1: I can go first if you want.
0: Sounds good. It'll give me time to think of mine, considering I still can't pull yeah. mine up right
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> you start, start getting the pen.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I was held down by the gravity of my laptop. <laughs> uh-uh, uh-uh,
1: <mm-mm>. uh-uh. <laughs> Oh. Um Oh, also, I was just going to say real quick, mm-hmm. the one the one solo uh J Electronica track that we got Fruits of the Spirit. Yes. Cool track. Yeah, pretty good. But, yeah, I thought yeah, cool, cool track. Um but <laughs> the one thing, it's actually like kind of a funny point, not like a super serious point on this. Um well, how many uh Thanos references are we going to get <laughs> from <laughs> in hip hop this year? We already got Denzel Curry <sighs> with well, <laughs> I, was you you <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that.
0: I was waiting for you. Because he, um, he, that's how he kicks it off. He's like, I snap on a track like the fingers of Thanos or something like yeah. that. And I'm like, just right off the bat, he's going into <laughs> it. And so I knew that would catch your ear. But uh, So how do, we, yeah. how do we, I guess the last time we had a Marvel reference, you took exception because Thanos doesn't have diamonds or something to that. Um, yeah, those aren't diamonds. at least those this one friends. is at least this one's accurate, right? Like Thanos does snap Yeah, he
1: does snap his fingers, <laughs> yeah, so. I was just, but it, it, you know it, it was it, it's honestly it's a pretty cool that's uh, a pretty cool intro. I was just kind of like it it doesn't really it, I don't get why he <laughs> threw it in there because, like, like after that, it's like a very heady, like, um very intelligent like cultural and religious and like social commentary on a lot of different things in a very short amount of time it's a really cool track and then at the very beginning it's a step (laughs) on the track like the fingers of Thanos I'm like that's like a Lil Wayne line. Kind
0: I, of. There are some lines where I was like, I, I don't know, Jay like, yeah, but yeah. um, I I
1: think it's cool enough from a Marvel standpoint. I'm like, oh, that's cool, but like looking at it from like just the lyrical thing, I'm like, why did he even say that? Like, I I think
0: it's to keep us off the scent that this was actually all recorded in twenty eleven. I think that like, if he has modern references, then it's yeah. like, oh, like, okay.
1: Guys, remember Infinity War, <laughs> I'm not that far <laughs> That's
0: a good point. And I, I also have kind of a silly thing to bring up now that you brought one up, but um, so I was watching the Dead End Hip Hop Review this morning and Mike Seatown has a conspiracy theory. Okay, and <laughs> okay, about perfect. this record. And it's it's actually kind of fascinating in a way. So he's he's not a fan of Jay-Z historically, Um, he just kind of thinks he's boring and generic or whatever but he really likes Jay-Z on this album and he thinks that he's like oh Jay-Z doesn't he doesn't rap like this and he thinks it's like interesting how Jay-Z can rap about this content over production this weird and he's like actually kind of fascinated by it he thinks that so Jay-Z has been hanging out with Mac Homme a lot Mm. and so he's insinuating that maybe mac homie was the ghostwriter for jay-z on on this record uh, so okay something to think about i don't know I mean, all right okay yeah that
1: would be pretty big if true because that's like uh <laughs> that jay-z doesn't famously say that he doesn't use ghost writers
0: right <laughs> right which like he probably does i mean if i'm being honest he probably uses and it's a
1: weird thing to like to, to have to clarify too. Like, I don't use ghostwriters. Like, I mean, it's not that big of a deal if you right. do. But... Jay
0: Electronica is partially famous for being a ghostwriter for Nas right. on a couple right. of songs. Exactly. You know, that's it's totally fine. Like, if you just own up to it, like Dr. Dre does, no one cares.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Everyone knows Dr. Dre has ghostwriters. It's fine. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's when it's when you're like Drake, where you're like, no, I never have used them. And and then it's clear and, it, and it's like everything comes out that you did that people are like all right dude, like.
0: You know. <laughs> right. so anyway that was my silly thing just something to think about did mac Hammy write like jay-z's this. verses? i will say i love mac Hammy, and when i saw a picture yeah. of him and jay-z i was like you got to be fucking kidding me how are yeah. these two people hanging out in the same right. circle that totally yeah. blindsided me but uh,
1: such a different style <laughs> yeah
0: like i guess they're i guess they're buddies i don't know but um Anyway, like that. yeah, anyway, final thoughts.
1: Yeah, okay, final thoughts. Um, so I think that from my standpoint, I didn't have as much uh, hype leading up to this, honestly. My, inter- my like, previous, like, introductions and hype for J-Electronica have were basically, like, I think in, like, 20, probably 2011 or 2012, after the fact of all of his you know super exciting uh, eternal sunshine releases and exhibit c and things like that so mine was after after all of this like mythology had already been built for him and i was interested in him and i really <clears throat> liked like hearing especially eternal sunshine and exhibit c but my hype just kind of was that he was somebody that was never going to release an album mm-hmm. already. So whenever I saw that this was coming, I was like, oh, awesome, it's actually happening. But it wasn't this thing, like, I've been waiting for <laughs> 80 years for this to finally release and now I can't believe it. Um, so that's something. Um, I was excited to hear this, but I think the first time listening through this, uh, the thing that impressed me the most was the production on it. Is for the most part really fresh, and it sounds really nice. And like Jay-Z and Jay Z and J Electronica both have very distinct ways of approaching it, which kind of keeps things interesting all the way throughout. Um, I I think that as I've listened more. Like the certain tracks have fallen off in their production, like Flux Capacitor. I really liked it at first, and now I'm just kind of over it. Um, like Shiny Suit Theory, I still think is a really cool track, but it's very dated. It, you know, it, and the Blinding I thought was a cool track, but it has the opposite problem where it sounds a mm-hmm. little too current, and I don't think that Jay-Z and Jay Z and J Electronica really fit very well over it, and I don't think it fits that well inside of the track listing um yeah honestly the only track that i could really just be like let's take this out of here is the closer track because i think that it's a decent track i think that the intention was really good but the production's like pretty average the delivery is not that great and uh, I kind of hate how it starts off With Jay-Z basically being like Yeah, this is the kind of beat we need for a track like this Like it takes away <laughs> all of the um, intention Behind talking about these people that have died And the sacrifices that you've had to make through your life Like, that breaks the fourth wall on a track That does not need <laughs> that You could have done that on any of the other hype tracks So anyway, but that's like the only track I would say I could pretty much do without. Otherwise it's a very solid effort um, but it's not anything that's like game changing at all. If anything it's for the most part pretty average. Z sounds fantastic on it. JLX sounds really good at some points. Um, yeah I think it's cool. Not really any standout track besides Ezekiel's Wheel um nah nothing really too much else to say i I would give it a very very soft seven out of ten
0: hmm very nice very nice I uh I mostly agree and um you know I I don't how do I want it okay so I was saying earlier about kind of like objectivity or whatever i I'm not disappointed or the score I give out isn't going to be reflective of oh well this should have been a Jay-Z and J Jay Electronica titled record. And it's not going to be reflective of the hype or at least I'm trying my best to separate the hype I had for this record versus what I'm actually hearing. I, I think I'm grading the best I can just on what am I actually hearing on the record. Yeah. So I I don't hate this album but I almost kind of wish it was never released, which sounds kind of bad, but you know, when we celebrate the Scopey awards at the end of the year, we're going to give out an award for biggest disappointment. And I have a hard time believing anything is going to top this in my mind. Um, The anticipation was much more exciting than the result. In my opinion the uh the irony is that we waited 13 years for an album that i think sounds kind of rushed and haphazardly put together last minute um Mm -hmm. i do like a lot about this record you know don't get me wrong i'm not trying to try like i may have had a negative tone most of the review but i think that's mostly just a disappointed fan there is a lot to like you know i think the first half of the record is actually quite solid um Mm -hmm. ghost of soldier slim i think is great the blinding, I think, is pretty solid. Uh, never ending story is classic J, or classic J Electronica. I guess we gotta mm-hmm. gotta yeah. separate that. <laughs> yeah, <we> gotta clarify. <laughs> right, and uh, shiny suit theory has always been one of my favorite J Electronica songs. Um, though I enjoy kind of the back to back combo of fruits of the spirit and Ezekiel's wheel. I I think in general the second half is kind of spotty and, uh, I don't know, not for me um but even the the songs that i really like on here i'm not super enthused about so some of the instrumentals are they're unique but i think they're they're sometimes a mess um jay-z sounds very good pretty much the entire time but j electronica's lyricism is not what it was at its peak and i think the content gets a little stale by the end of the record um you know I think the big thing is this record doesn't feel complete or finished in my opinion, and that's something I would not have expected <laughs> <laughs> given a 13 year period yeah. to work on this. Um, yeah, and I think the songwriting kind of the songs are ultimately let down, I think because of that. It's not a bad album. I just think it's kind of dull. and so I'm giving it a uh, a five out of 10. Ooh, uh, wow. yeah, I get, it's on the higher end of a five for sure take that i guess is like a <laughs> you know oh it's a high five you know but yeah uh, yeah so it's i'm very middle of the road five out of the ten is like that's as middle of the road as i'm going to get on a record no
1: that makes sense
0: yeah. um with the caveat though that i this could grow on me because this is the kind of hip-hop record that i think um it, it's a it's a grower not a shower i guess <laughs> it's uh it, it's you know it's <laughs> it's kind of meditative and relaxed and, you know, it has some interesting elements going on. And I think it is kind of distinct. I mean, it's definitely, there's some contemporaries that are doing a similar style, but better in my opinion, mm-hmm. but Jay electronic, I think does enough to stand out from some of those artists.
1: Um yeah, so yeah, I would agree with that.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, that puts our average to a six out of 10. Um, I'm pretty disappointed. You might be slightly disappointed, I'm not sure. but
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm like, <clears throat> kind of disappointed, but, like, honestly, like, what I was saying is I, I haven't been building up hype for Jay right. Electronica for, like, really at all because he's always just been this kind of, like, mythological hip-hop figure that just, you know, doesn't put out any content and every once in a while comes in and does a verse. So...
0: And I, I was kind of you know. wondering if, like, you know, I guess part of my reaction is my fandom that I've had. And I kind of questioned, like, did Jay Electronica get worse or is he just as good as he ever was, but it's now 2020? And I don't yeah. I don't know if it's nostalgia talking, but I went back and listened to some of his earlier work and I think it holds up. So I don't know. I'm kind of in the camp of maybe he's just, the effort isn't just there lyrically for the most part in my view, um, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't know, I mean, I think that taking that much time is like, I mean, it, that that can be a creative roadblock in itself, mm-hmm. because you need to just like kind of do it and make a mistake and then get over it without, you know, I don't know, I think that you you have to be a genius to be able to wait for 13 years and then throw something out and it sounds just as fresh as ever and that's the
0: thing is we kind of thought he was a genius you know like just kind of like yeah that's true yeah Yeah. so um it'll be interesting to see if and what he does uh next like if there's a second record coming or if that's just kind of it or if we wait another 13 years i don't know it'll be it'll be interesting
1: yeah um yeah, if this is it. It's kind of, a, I, I, I'm kind of like what you said about like, it's almost would have been better if he just never had released it because then this mythos would have still yeah. been maintained. But right. now it's kind of like, yeah, he did release a project and it was okay, I guess.
0: Right. It's like when you're expecting, I don't know, like the new Nintendo for Christmas or whatever, and you're a kid and, you know, you're really excited <laughs> all year for it. And then you open it and it's like, I don't know. You get something like a Tonka truck or something and you're like, well, right. this is pretty good. Right. I yeah. like Tonka, you know, it's fine. Off,
1: or an off brand Nintendo. Console right.
0: Or it's like, I like the talk. Ton- yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like, I like the Sega dreamcast, but you know, I was really <laughs> hoping for a Nintendo and you know, I'm yeah. going to have fun with it, but I, I kind of wish I just never would have got it. Cause then I could hold out hope that maybe I'll get that Nintendo someday. Um,
1: yeah. That, that's a great point. So yeah. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Video games are on the mind ever since we've been isolating and social distancing, Patrick. I hope you understand.
1: Um. Yeah. No, no, no. I get it.
0: <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's that's our thoughts on Jay Electronica, a written testimony. Um, thank you for listening. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you for joining me, Patrick. And next yeah. time, you know, we, we've talked about a lot of records recently that... Um, haven't been our favorites of the year, per se, but our next mm-hmm. podcast is a recommendations-only podcast, so we'll have a lot of positivity on that one. Um, should be coming out in a couple of weeks or so. Um, mm-hmm. Stay stay tuned. Um, we'll see you then.